Welcome back to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt. Next to me, as always, Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Excellent. How are you? Excellent. If I was any better, I'd be excellent. (laughs) We got a lot of good stuff going on today, man. We've got more disrespect in Major League Baseball that I got to get to. A little Reds action in that disrespect going down today and uh, Monday. Like to get your reaction on that. We've got some NBA playoffs, which we'll get into right off the bat. Uh, we're gonna get a little back. We might go back into the Adam Dreams uh, segments, uh, little Bengals and NFL draft, and of course Tyreek Hill. Stay tuned. Later on, we will get to Tyreek Hill here shortly. But uh, to start, let's uh, let's 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 get to know uh, where Adam does his tweeting at. Well, it's at Adam Schmidt forty four. If you're on Twitter, uh, and I'm at sick with it. And even though last week I was super upset at Twitter, I have been looking at it. I just have not tweeted or done anything. I'm still not sure where I. I'm not sure if I'm ready to get back into the tweet world after I got so mad last week. Well, what you got mad about? Luckily, uh, I, I was glad to be wrong about. So the Chris Welsh thing that we talked about last week didn't turn out to be. It didn't blow up. Anything, I knew it wouldn't because so. it's just a bunch of. Goobers, rum dums, a bunch of rum dums, ding dongs, making a big deal about nothing. And I'm not going to get upset about it right now. Anyway, you can catch me (laughs) at Sick With It. Uh, We are at the Nosebleed Sports Podcast on Facebook. Please check us out. Like, subscribe. Do you subscribe to Facebook or do you just uh, like the page? Like the page and and friend, be a friend of the page and stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, You can catch us all your favorite. That's 1030. Wednesday nights, Facebook Live. Um, you can also catch if we got anything else going on, uh, which we got a little little something uh, coming up in the pipeline maybe. Next couple of weeks, uh, a little bonus coverage that you might be able to get. We got a website under construction at the moment in time, nosebleedsports.com, uh, as well as catching our podcast every week on Thursday mornings on all of your favorite platforms. Every one of them. Every single one of them, such as iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. So, uh, what's the other thing? There's like there's like eight or ten of them. Yeah. I don't I don't even know them all. Uh, so anyway, all right. So let's get started, man. Because right now the biggest thing that's going on um, is going to be the NBA playoffs. So we will start off with NBA playoffs. The very first playoff series uh that we'll go into which is probably the biggest one is got to be that rockets warriors series this is a re this is a um a rematch of last year's western conference finals where the rockets were one game short one three just one three <laughs> short maybe a chris paul short of beating the warriors possibly getting there possibly getting a ring uh and defeating cleveland who knows what would happen in that but they didn't the warriors ended up winning and the warriors are up 2-0 i really didn't see that coming i mean i guess both games at home and this this could just be a home and home series in this case it could be, yeah, and that's why I think so. Going into the into this series, I was excited because I thought there's a potential here because of the way that the Warriors. We, I, you know, I think we both kind of thought. I certainly thought the Warriors are still a better team, but the way the Warriors look this year, they lost twenty something games, which is about you know two or three seasons worth of losses in the past few yeah, seasons. Exactly in one season, so um, you know they they showed some vulnerability this year and. 
So I thought the Rockets might be with a healthy Chris Paul, and you know everybody, Chris Paul and Clint Capella came back later in the in the year, um, and they started playing good ball again down the stretch. So it was really looking like this could be a good series, and I still think it could be. Even though Golden State is up 2-0, I still think it could be a good series because their next two games are in Houston. I think that could be a totally different thing. But especially in Game One. So much attention on this for for a oh series gosh. that the most lopsided series so far in the second round is the most talked about series because of the officiating. Yes. Why is this so? What is going on? Where and and you know what? I hate Draymond Green. I don't hate Draymond Green. I don't hate anybody. Draymond Green's one of my least favorite players in the NBA. But I gotta say, he came out after this game, after the second game, and probably had the best quote of anybody, where he basically said. Um, basically said it's 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 a shame that it's come down to where everybody's talking about about the about the referees mm-hmm. it's not it's it, if we can't go out and man our own guys up then that's on us it's we need to get off this referee talk get away from it and they did they the referees were not an issue there was a technical a double technical that was called that at later on on KD and uh I can't remember who the other one was on, but they they ended up to, the the NBA took them away. Those do not those won't count against these guys in the playoffs. Other than that call, the game was well was 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 not bad. It was, I mean, in my eyes, you're talking about game one. Now. I'm talking about game two. Game two, okay. So Sorry. game two, yeah, was it, it was a lot more calm as far as people talking about the officials after the game. Game one, though. The Rockets were, and it's easy for Jay, for Draymond Green to say, hey. Why are we talking so much about the officials? For a guy that never stops talking to the <laughs> officials the entire game, every game. But it's easier for him to say that because the complaint was from the Houston Rockets. And and it all stems from the, especially with James Harden, um, the landing zone. So when he takes his step-back threes or his whatever, his planted threes, they feel like, the Houston Rockets felt like the Golden State Warriors were coming underneath him and taking away his landing spot. All right, so you are are entitled to, when you leave your feet, you're entitled to the same spot that you left and maybe with a little bit of leeway because everybody James shoots. Harden, James Harden most of the time jumps like four feet in front of himself just right. to try to get these fouls. So and, anyway, continue. And, and that's the thing. So that's the problem is he and Chris Paul are the two biggest guys that have really – come as close to perfecting this as anybody else in the league as basically tricking the referees yeah, into calling shooting, fouls for jumping, them. They jump in, they create the contact, and that's not supposed to be a foul, or it's supposed to be an offensive foul if you're creating the contact. However, it's never called on a, shoot, on a jump shooter. I shouldn't say never. It's been called a few times, I guess. It's been but, called a lot more this year than it ever was, sure. especially for James Harden. So, so Especially for James Harden. So listen to this. So I saw a stat, and now I wish I could remember it. Uh, I sent I sent it to you in a text, uh, or no, I didn't. I just you told, told you, me. son of a gun. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I believe James Harden was fouled on uh, on three pointers. Night was it ninety ninety four times this year? He was fouled while was taking it that a, many, or was it sixty four? Probably probably closer to sixty. I thought it was really bad. Anyway, he was fouled, and the next closest person was thirty two. Mm-hmm. That is insane yeah and that that it goes exactly what i was saying he finds a way to uh, you know torque his body in the air when he shoots the ball to create some contact 
And sometimes he, he jumps way forward. He jumps into you. He, but sometimes he shoots kind of a regular shot too. And he did shoot a couple of those in that, in that game one. And the Warriors were, this is the biggest thing is they're closing out and contesting the shot the same as everybody contests every shot in every game for years and years and years. And suddenly it's a big thing about whether these guys are getting fouled or not. It's a lot of times referees will not pay attention to the landing because they're watching the flight of the ball or whatever. And, and they don't see a foul up, up front when he releases the ball, but they miss that landing. Now they are because James Harden has made such a big deal about it for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. They are paying closer attention. Hence the getting the 60, whatever it was foul calls on three point shots. Right. The, the thing is, is these fouls that they're talking about are, in some cases, kind of 50-50. You can make a case either way for the offensive player or the defensive player, whether it was a it's foul a, or but not. But in that case, it's always going to go to the – it's always going to go to the def- – on the, the call is always going to go on the defensive player. Uh, usually, but unless it's a non-call, which was the case several sure. times, and that's the that's the problem that they've been having, is or what they're complaining about the most. My problem is here is so I like that the NBA a few years ago started with the with the accountability for the officials. There were complaints about the officials for years and years, and the NBA finally took ownership of that and said, "Look, we're going to come out with this two minute." Two-minute reports the of last, last two minutes. minutes of the game. There's a report for which calls were correct and which ones weren't. And they'll even make a judgment call on any other calls that are really disputed, that are heavily disputed during the game. So, um, and, and they'll say whether or not the, the officials made the right call or not. Now, I like the transparency. I like the accountability. But at the same time, I feel like it's a slippery slope, and we and and we started seeing that after game one. First of all, the officials went in the locker room, and I don't know why they would do this, but they came out at halftime and told Mike D'Antoni they missed four of those foul calls in yeah. the first half. I have no idea why they why would come would out and do that? do that. That doesn't make because any sense. Because Mike D'Antoni made sure to tell everybody. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And this is after this is after apparently they came out and and. Um, and, and did their own investigative report, and they missed 12 points from last year's fi- uh, uh, Game 7 in the Western Conference Finals and all this crazy stuff. It's basketball. They're human beings. People miss calls all the time, yes. and they make the wrong calls sometimes. It happens. It's the most – like like Draymond said, I hate to agree with Draymond. Man <laughs> up, play your man. It happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. How many times – that game is so physical in the NBA – down low, down low under the basket. It can get pretty physical and crazy, and, and things don't get called. Very Up top, it's like it's either you can grab a guy and spin him around, and nothing's called, or you just touch him and it's and there's a foul. It's very difficult. Just go out and play. Don't argue. Just go. I mean, you can argue. I got no problem with a little bit of getting upset because you don't think you did something, but not every single time. Right. If you know you fouled a guy, just put your hand up and I, I got him. No doubt. That's that's the frustrating thing for me is I the last couple of years I've really been on the the official side here. If there's a player versus official, uh, I don't know rivalry or something. There there's not there shouldn't be, but the the players really make one. I feel like because there is 
a complaint after every single call in every single game, almost. 96% of the calls in every NBA game are disputed by one side or the other. Yeah. And and that's the thing is we can you and I if we have a different rooting interest in a game just as fans, we can sit there and dissect every single play from a game from our two opposing teams and we can have a different opinion about whether there was a foul or not, whether there was a travel or not. We are going to because every player, every fan, every coach has the in, interprets the rules differently in their favor. Sure, yeah. Well, it's Everybody bias. Does it's that. fan it's fan bias or or your your personal bias towards if you're playing on your team, your team bias. Uh I mean it is what it is. That's well, I could sit there and watch a game with a UC watch the crosstown shootout with a UC fan and every foul that goes up, I'm probably going to, you know, I'm probably going I don't I try not to be that guy, <laughs> but it happens a lot. You know, you go to you go to a game, if you go to a Reds game and there's a pitch on the corner and they call it a strike against the Reds. The whole place boos. Well, that chances are it's probably a strike, and chances are everybody in the stadium couldn't see exactly where that pitch really was. Yes, it's it's normal fan bias. I got no problem with that. It's it's the fact that you had to go that you went and did this investigation to find out how many points you missed. Do it one game. Do that for an entire year. Think about there's probably a bunch of games that you would have lost. Because of stupid stuff like that, uh, so I'm I, I think it's ridiculous. I think you just go out and play. That uh, we got we got a we got a, a crying James Harden for an entire game now. Poor guy just just bawling his eyes out all game game two. Uh, thanks to who? Draymond Green. Oh yeah, <laughs> we got the eye poke right. Um, man, there's the eye poke is tough. I got a really bad one one time when I was playing and I couldn't see for a while. But um, the th- <laughs> This series I was excited about going into it, and then after game one I thought, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but these are the two teams. This is going to be insufferable. These are the two biggest complaining teams in the NBA for the last I don't know how many years, but it's going to be difficult to watch at times because, and that's exactly, I mean, we saw as bad as it's going to get, I feel like, hopefully as yeah. bad as it's going to get about complaining the, about the officials. And the a lot of this is, a lot of this is strategy. A lot of this. Oh, complaining 100%. Is yeah. I mean, that all Most started, that all started with, uh, with, with Phil Jackson. He used right. to do that all the time. He'd come right. into his press conferences, say what he had to say and get his fine or do whatever, you know, whatever would happen. But he made sure he got his point across. And like you said, it was strategy. So it was in these referees heads. Now, my question for you is, with heart, with all these stats coming out on Harden about how many more times he gets fouled on threes than everybody else and things like that, are you? Do you think there will be a change in that? Are you gonna? Do you think there there will be less calls on Harden because he had another one last night in the game in in the uh, in game two? But do you think that these refs are gonna see the? Do they? Look, do you think refs see these stats and say, well, that's something's wrong there. That's just not. That's not right. That shouldn't be that way. I need to pay attention to him more. I do. I think so. I think that because uh, that's just going to cause more, more drama, more crying from James Harden if you stop calling him more often. And and they're gonna they're gonna be officiated differently too because uh, you know uh, with the reports with the transparency that the NBA comes out with and publicly says this officiating crew got this many calls wrong. They even came out and said they got two calls wrong that should have fouled Steph Curry out. 
in that first game, and he ended up hitting the game-winning three. Yeah, you know, which that to me also doesn't do anything for you. That doesn't. All that does is is kind of say like we ha- we put out a bad product as far as the officiating went yeah. in that game. What is that going to get you? That's I mean, you're not going to get more people to watch the games I, by well, doing I'm gonna that. I'm going to tell you what. At, at first, I thought this last two minute rule. Or was maybe pretty, you are going to get more people. I thought the last two minute rule was a pretty cool thing that they were doing. They were they were coming out saying we missed. But you know what? It's a whole game. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm more worried about uh, two minutes. I mean, there's uh, how long? What are they? Twelve minute quarters? Yeah. So what? What is that? Forty-eight minutes. 48, so forty-eight yeah. minutes, and you're only going to give me two minutes of what the rest did wrong. What does that do? How does that help anybody? There's still forty-six minutes of stuff that could have been way worse than that. That could have changed the the way the game was played the rest of the way. So I don't I don't even care about that last two minutes because ninety percent of the time they let them play in the last two minutes anyway, mm-hmm. and so everything is a missed call and not a I shouldn't have called that. It's a missed call. Right. So it's it's predictable now. Get rid of it. Let these or or tell me what they did for the whole game. How many? Yeah. Did, just tell me how many we missed for the whole game. Because I'm going to tell you, if you go back and watch a game, it's constant. And tell me how many total opportunities for calls there were, calls and opportunities. Sure. And then sure. and then tell me how many were missed. Because I think people will, and it's going to be based on the NBA officials, um, kind of the the head the head of officials making these determinations whether they were correct or not. So they're going to interpret those calls, whether they were right or not, based on how an official call. So you're still going to get a lot of people disagreeing with whether or not that many, your oh, yeah. your, your report is correct or not. There's no doubt. It's, um, it, no matter what you do, whatever team you're rooting for, you're going to see – you're going to see it either there wasn't they they're going to come out and say we missed so many calls you're not you're going to disagree with it no matter what or you're going to be upset about it because they said they missed a, a clutch call that or like you said uh two fouls on Steph Curry that should have fouled him out of the game yeah it, it just i just don't like after game 1 i was afraid that we were going to like see a change in the NBA because of that. No. Because it, I just didn't want it to get to where now because it's so important because it's a playoff game, now everybody's going to complain about everything and you're going to come out and they're going to say about you're, they're going to talk about and admit all the calls that were wrong and, and all the non-calls that should have been called. We don't need that. The it, refs the refs did a good job. I think the game game 2 was called well everybody. I think both between Harden between the Warriors and 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 the Rockets and everybody, I think everybody did a really good job of keeping calm and and playing the game and not letting all this drama take over Game Two. Because I don't think it did. Right. I think it was a pretty. I mean, I think it was a, a well officiated game as well as any other game in the NBA. And uh, two teams that played really well. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun game to watch. Steve Kerr after Game Two said, and he might he jokes around a lot, but he he said. He didn't even notice the referees in game two. I mean, he probably complained to him the entire game, but sure. Um, but he he's a Phil Jackson disciple, so uh, he's gonna he's it's in he's, his blood. He plays that game it's all in his all blood. season long. That's right. Anyway, so uh, there's also another series going on in the West. Did you know that that uh, Portland's playing Denver, and actually that game is going on as we speak. Denver's up currently in the series as of Wednesday night. May 1st, uh, Denver's up, um, 
1-0 in that series. Nikola Jokic, or however the heck you say this guy's name, is turning himself into the new Damian Lillard. This guy's coming out like we all we talked. I know I just got excited. Uh, we talked about how Damian Lillard hit that clutch three uh, to, to, to win the series. And all of a sudden, you know, he's a top three player in the NBA <laughs> out of nowhere. And now Nikola Jokic is just tearing it up. Now, he's done it all year. He's been yes. phenomenal. And, and so, so is Damian, Damian Lillard. Lillard. Right. But these are both two small market teams playing each other. Nobody's really paying attention. Uh, the Trailblazers are currently up 14 uh, in the third The third quarter's over. About to start the fourth. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, if Portland hangs on to this, then there will be – we were talking about this before. There will be one game. Every single series, somebody's stolen home court. The, yes. the 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 lower seed is still home court, so they'll all be one one except for Warriors Rockets, which you would more expect that to be a home and home series and seeing the Warriors in seven. I th- I I would I see Warriors in seven in that. So do I. I see him in I see him in probably six now that it's two zero, but I do see that there. I can I can see. Of course, you know me. I can see every <laughs> one of these series going seven games, and I hope for that. But, um, you know, I thought a lot of I thought a few of those series in the first round were going to go seven, sure. and we had a lot of four ones. You know, mm-hmm. yep. So, um, but either way, uh, it looks like Portland, if they hold on tonight, they are going to even that series up. And like you said, the rest of the series, uh, besides Golden State, Houston, are going to be one one, um, and then heading back to the lower seed uh, home court. So sure. So how about so so then we'll switch over to the East then mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of finish up we're, we'll we'll go over these last two series so Celtics Bucks this is the first this is an interesting series because this was the first time any team has won by twenty or has lost by twenty and won by twenty in the same series these two teams have each won a game and lost the game by twenty points to start this out and Giannis looked like a whole not Giannis I take it back the Bucks look like a whole different team in that game too. Kyrie Irving and the Celtics blew him out of the water in game one. Chris Middleton all of a sudden looked like he was a, uh, is that his name? Yeah. Looked like he looked like he remembered how to shoot the three again. Mm-hmm. The team played well. The Bucks looked like they were asleep in game one. They came out, got game two, but they lost home court now. They lost, they lost their first one at home going into Boston. That's not the place I want to go being tied 1-1. I feel like that comes out of Boston Boston. I can't even. Was, as soon as I say it, it that just comes perfect. out. As soon, as soon as it's just automatic. I feel like it come out of Boston uh, 2-1. I feel like when or you're – 3-1. We- every time you're wearing a Red Sox hat, which is a lot of the time. I get a little time, Boston. You get a little Boston, Boston. accent. Boston. Boston. <laughs> Boston. Um, I can't do it now. It's just – it has just, to be natural. natural. It's got to be natural. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, my. That, it was really interesting. And, and I, was, I was a little disgusted when people started saying – the series was over after game ah, one. Paul Pierce, silly. get out of here. Come on, Paul, Paul Pierce. Pierce is – everybody makes a big deal whenever Paul Pierce opens his mouth. I think he does it because he's got a ton of money and he doesn't care at all about anyone or anything. And he thinks in his head, you know what, I'm going to say this today. He said, I'm going to I'm gonna act like uh, I was I was without a doubt a better basketball player and had a better career than, than Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Paul. Listen, I mean, I compare you guys pretty natural, but pretty close, but just like head over heels, automatically you're better? No, yeah, I don't nah, think I agree with that. Definitely not. But it's because he doesn't care. What does he care about? He's, and he's well, an he, ex-Celt. He's an ex-Celt, so you know he's going he's gonna to come out and be for his boys. 
Right. Yeah. And he's the I mean, you said I hate that people are saying that mm-hmm. the series was over. It was one person. It was it was just it was one. Just Paul. Paul Pierce was the only one. It Everybody was, thought Giannis <laughs> was gonna come back and win game two. Everybody except Paul Pierce. And Boston fans, I guess. But. I'm I'm pretty sure they thought the same thing. <laughs> well, I don't know, but Either way, um, I, I just I couldn't believe that people were saying that 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 series was over. Milwaukee was so good all year, and I promise you, it is not just Giannis Antetokounmpo that is that team. He has a oh, lot no. of help from a lot of different guys that have had career years, and it's not a you know it, it's not a a short term thing. It's not they're not streaky. They they changed the way they play this year as a team, and that made everybody on that team better. They just play better because they play a different style, and they're the only guy. They're the only team that has a three that's slower than everybody on the court. Nikola Nikola Mirotic might be the oh, slowest yeah, yeah. human being I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, second slowest to Dirk Nowitzki. But Ooh, um, I don't know, man. I watched him. <laughs> I watched him get a steal uh, last night and and a breakaway, and it took everything he had to basically box out Al Horford the slow the second slowest guy on the court that night right. to box him out as he was running down the court so he wouldn't get his shot blocked yeah uh they are they're not uh well I mean Bledsoe's really fast but Bledsoe's um, quick yeah but anyway speed is speed was the difference I think and it was a big difference in the series for uh Boston against Indiana, but um, it's not going to be the same. No, uh, this is this a series. different team. This, this, this. There are multiple people that can score in, uh, on this Milwaukee Bucks team. Uh, not just on the Kumpo, but Brooke Lopez has been phenomenal lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Chris Middleton, Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> it just comes out. How do you have a it Bledsoe? Does. I do. I feel too. like if your name's Bledsoe, you should just automatically change your last name. <laughs> There's certain like like this like like the Bengals. Like the Bengals drafted this offensive lineman named Michael Jordan. Can I, we? If you let's let me. Here's the deal. If your last name's Jordan, do us all a favor. Don't name your kid Michael. Just don't do it. I'm okay with naming it Mike Michael because I always thought that if I had a son, I'd probably name him Michael after Michael Jordan. Middle but name Jordan. But if your last name is Jordan and you're you're gonna name your kid Michael, do like what the actor did and throw your middle initial in there or something. You got to distinguish Michael B. Jordan, yeah, because then the, everybody everybody says the same thing. And the Bengals draft Michael Jordan, not that Michael Jordan. Well, no, come on. Obviously, we know that they didn't draft a 58 year old. He's not that old. When they- a 50 some year old. Washed, washed up. Man, I gotta be careful I'm talking about one of the I'm talking about you the better king, be careful. man. All right, I'm done. I'm done on that. I, I'm not getting myself in that kind of trouble again. Uh, look, they the NFL fed right into that because during the draft they drafted him, and they instead of showing highlights of that kid in college, they showed a bunch of <laughs> they showed a bunch of highlights of the of Michael Jordan playing basketball at North Carolina. Yeah, why not? But uh, which Alabama which I, offensive lineman, which I appreciated. Sure, I, mean, so, I, I can't believe you watched the draft. I didn't. I just, just happened to catch that part. So, do you know but, how uh, much of the draft I watched? How much? Zero. I watched absolutely zero. I did too. It was just on somewhere that I was, and I happened to see. Well, that, we'll get to the draft. We'll get to the draft a little bit later. We will. Um, but really, I mean, so as far as the NBA playoffs go, we we pretty much can wrap it up because it's every series is it's two games in, and it's they're they're pretty even series so far, except for that, except for Golden State Houston. 
um, and we expect that one to still be a decent series. So by next week, we'll have a better idea about where these series are going and what's going to be happening in the conference finals. Right. Um, so so we'll we'll kind of uh, defer to uh, to next week for anything further than that. Um, so really, that's it for for the NBA playoffs. Now, all right. So, so you wanted to go into something else here. I, I do. I want to. I want to go into. Let's. I'm gonna do. Let's see. Where do we want to go? Where do I want to go first? Where do I want to go first? Oh man, so many questions. Let's do this. Okay. Let's do this. I understand you had a little bit of a. So, so we do a little Adam dream segment. Adam has a dream every. Uh, every Saturday, he has a dream. It's the only dream he ever remembers. Was this Saturday? Usually, sometime during the weekend. Um. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think of it course was it was. Night. That's the only days Adam dreams. Uh, anyway, uh, this is this is another interesting one, my man. Uh, this so so if you're listening and you're you're thinking that there's going to be some major league baseball talk or ML or national football NFL draft conversation that's coming, but first I want to hear about your dream. I had a dream. It was an odd dream, and at this point, uh, you know, four days late, five days later, whatever it is, um, I. Don't remember all the details, but the, the the basic premise was this. I was somewhere, I don't know where. I was somewhere where I was going to be spending some time. I saw a, 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 an ex-young lady that I, <laughs> an ex-girlfriend an a ex. very, for a very short time. Okay. Um, and the gentleman that she was dating before and after she dated me. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite part of the story so far is that you saw you saw the guy that she dated before and after you. Okay, Correct. continue, Correct. continue. And I always just assume that he wants to murder me, right? So, uh, because he doesn't know me, but he knew about me, and I actually ran into them. Um, a short time after we had broken up or whatever, and they got back together, I ran into them at a Target. And why um, did you run into them? I did not run into them physically. Oh, but I, I ran. Say, well, I, I of course the guy probably wasn't murder. You ran into him no, in Target. No, I, I turned the corner and there they were. Oh, um. So anyway, <laughs> hi, hello, big hug. Did Absolute, you give her a hug? I didn't say a word. Didn't even look at her. For real? Oh my god! They knew you were there. Though. Well, first of all, I, did they know you were there? First of all, I don't like to hate people, but I hate her guts. If there's one person <laughs> in the entire world, <laughs> if there's one person I, in the entire world that I could say I hate, it's her. But anyway, <laughs> that, there's a long story with that. But anyway, sure. uh, we don't have time. Doesn't for that. even matter because she was barely even in this thing. I saw her, I saw him, and then she went away. Which, gotcha. Thank goodness. But he and I, for some reason, had to like spend a bunch of time together wherever we were. In your dream. In my dream. He did, you know, as I expected, want to beat me up. Okay. If that happened, I knew that if that happened in the dream, just like in real life, he would beat me up. Okay. <laughs> uh, the guy was a personal trainer. He's all into lifting and working out, and he's a, he's like a, a knucklehead, a musclehead. But anyway, um, he. Uh, I hope he's a friend of the podcast. Oh, I'm most certain he is not. If he is, great, whatever. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry, I got your back. Yeah. So anyway, um, we had to, and so I knew that he wanted to kill me. So how did I react to that? How do you think I reacted to that? Uh, my guess is that you probably did the exact same thing you did in Target and just didn't say a word and tried to stay away from him. 
You would think so, and that's what I would do again in real life if that happened. In this dream, though, I you were forced to spend time with him in the dream. So what do you? What did you do? I just everything I did and said was with the intent to make this guy like me. <laughs> Why would I do that? I don't know. I don't have any respect for that guy. I don't have any respect for that guy because of the things that she told me about him when we were together. But anyway, I, <laughs> I, you have the, I'm going to tell you right I just now. Didn't, I, I just love didn't want to get beat up. I, I, guess. I love the Adam dream segment because I don't know what's going to come out. So you just sat there and guy, guy can't stand. And so instead of, you know, figuring out how we were going to figure, do this, just tell the guy, ah, Hey man, I don't remember I like, what I did or said. I like working out too. <laughs> no, I didn't say that, but uh, I, I I don't think so. But I don't remember exactly what I was doing sure, or what yeah. I was saying. But I know that I was trying to convince the guy to like me so that he didn't beat me up. Awesome, good dream. End of dream. End of dream. That's phenomenal. I'm 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 super excited. I I really want to get back to the target thing though. Okay. So here's my question about when you ran into them in Target in real life. Yep. So did they, you said you just walked around a corner and they were there. Yeah. And then you said nothing and acted like you didn't even see them and just looked away. Did they know you saw them? Yes. 100%? Yes. So you made it even more awkward by just, just. Oh, no, no, no. It would have been way more uh, awkward if I would have said anything, if I would so have looked at him. Can I tell you what I would have done in that situation? <laughs> yes, please tell me. 100%. There's no doubt in my mind what I would have done. I would have turned the corner, seen said person, uh, ex, ex, seen said ex in, with new boyfriend, and immediately I'm, running, old boyfriend. I'm running over and hugging. I'm hugging both of them. <laughs> I'm hugging both of them. Which, oh my god, I haven't seen you in forever. Guys. Which, which is antagonistic, which sends that guy over the edge. Now I'll hug a, him too. Now there's a I know, and he's gonna be really mad at you for that. Why would he be mad at me? <laughs> because he, he be doesn't mad? like you. How do you know he doesn't like me? <laughs> because you dated his girlfriend be, well, in between the two times that he did. <laughs> All right, well, it is what it is, but at the same time, there's no reason to hate me. We're past that, you know, years, I right? Was, years? I wasn't past years that. Years gone by, though. No, no, no. At that point no, in time. Oh, is, no, this no. was fresh. Years have oh, gone this was by fresh. since then. But this was but fresh? It was, it was pretty fresh. Oh, it was pretty fresh man, after all that. I, I may take back exactly what I did. I may have just not hugged him. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> over, over the years since then, she and, and let me tell you, so I... So I let so I I was done there as soon as I saw them up to the didn't up even, to the register. Was, I, I didn't even buy what I was planning on no, buying. I, I did and I had to stand in a little bit of a line and as soon so I saw them in the back of the store. As soon as I saw them and realized who it was, oh, I, I went it. to the front of the store, stood in line and was waiting to as soon as I got to the front of the store and stood in line, I look over and they are in the yes, front of the store yes, over yes, to the side. Yes. And I kind of you for I, sure. I kind of glanced over, and I could see them looking over at me from. It was oh, yeah. a pretty good distance, oh, but yeah. I could see them there. looking at yeah. me. I'm sure she told him who I was right away. Oh yeah. And um, so and and I'm thinking like I you know because I so I start shaking. My heart starts beating. <laughs> my heart starts beating he's, through he my he's chest. He's got to go to the to the cop at Target. And has to be walked to his car. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have the they have the, I know. the police thing there. I know. But, I know. Um, Anyway, but they also have those like security people who yeah. are not cops, but but I don't know. Anyway, 
the loss prevention people, I guess. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I my heart is beating through my chest, and I'm thinking they're gonna follow me out of here. They're either gonna get in line behind me or next to me, and I'm gonna like be redder than the cup you're drinking out of right now, <laughs> and I'm just gonna sweat my my buns off until I get out of there and get away from them, or that guy is going to follow me out of the store and challenge me to a duel <laughs> in the parking lot. It doesn't happen. It does it happen. Doesn't, it does, does happen, happen with trashy people, which a lot of those people go to Target, right. and it I assume, and it, I see it, that guy as a trashy guy. It doesn't. It only ha- that happens when happens you antagonize it. That happens when you make it happen. If you purposely are trying to get out of a situation like that, that that person's not coming up. He's not. It, if he's, it, not if he's a trashy person and he's looking to fight, and those people are all over the place, I'm telling you, he's gonna try it. Now, I'm not. I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure it doesn't happen. Of course, In, including probably run. I would run. Absolutely, <laughs> I would run. I'm uh, talking. I'm. 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 I know I'm, you I'm are talking. I know I you are. That's why. That's why. Like that's why you're person. taking a whooping in the parking lot. <laughs> hey, and I am driving away at 90 miles an hour past Payless. I have never been in a fight. That's my good. entire life. That's good. Neither never have been I. in a single fight. Neither Let me I. tell you why. I'm very proud of that. Because I have talked my way out of many of them. <laughs> you've almost <laughs> talked your way oh. into some of them, oh, and no. then you've talked your way out I've of all of them. I've talked my way into plenty. In every one of them, I have talked my way out. Of. Some people are good friends with me now. That's why you are so much better at the talking portion of this podcast than I am. Not even close. You are you are a professional. Oh, not even close. All right, so that so from one uh, one new segment, uh, the Adam Dream segment, on to an old one. One last thing on that one. Let's hear it go. As soon as I got in my car safely, by the way, I got in my car, <laughs> jumped on Twitter, tweeted. Um, just ran into my ex in Target. Um, something terrible hasn't happened to her like I was hoping, <laughs> which is a very mean thing to say. Very mean thing to say. I was still pretty hot about what did had she happened. Like the tw- did she like the she tweet? She liked the tweet. <laughs> like almost immediately. She was probably still in the parking lot too. <laughs> she was with him and probably showed him my tweet. But I tweeted that and she liked it on Twitter. That's why I don't tweet, man. Don't don't hit. Send. And I think she retweeted it too. She probably. I think did. she retweeted she, it too. Oh my! God. She has since she has since tried a couple of times to get me uh, to be a friend on Facebook, and which I denied both times, and um, <laughs> and uh, oh. I had something else I was thinking about. But anyway, that, none of that matters. That ju- I just thought it was an extra funny thing for the little story. That is so great. Jumping into the That's next. Like tweet. So so back to an though. old segment that we did for years and years and years. Um, uh, pull up Twitter. Uh, I I'm going to I'm going to go with a swipe left, swipe right. Uh, sent in by our friend, Mister uh, friend of the show, Joe Leonard. Yes. Uh, so pull that up. And uh, let's hear. Let me let me read what it says because this is directed 100% to you. Swipe <laughs> left, you. swipe left, swipe right. Oh, it doesn't actually say what it is. Uh, swipe left, swipe right. After you make the last out in a baseball in a major league baseball game by sliding into uh, foul territory to make the catch that ends the game, you stand up and wave to the crowd. So we saw this not uh, just once, not twice, but. I think it was three or four times he waved at different portions of the crowd. Jesse Winker, tonight, sliding catch, greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. We saw this last week with Damian Lillard when he put the Thunder out of the playoffs with his 37-foot bomb. Yes. Right? 
knocked it down at the buzzer, waved goodbye to the Thunder, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, so basically the same thing from Jesse Winker. So the Reds. So tell me what you think because I'm gonna tell you right now. Tom Brenneman loved it. Yeah. Okay. Loved every second of it. All right. Thinks Jesse Winker's the greatest thing to ever walk the face of the earth right now. Tom Brenneman is a is an overreactor, I think. But anyway, uh, it's his job. To overreact? Yeah, you got to make think, things. Gotta think, make, he's got to call 162 games. <laughs> when crazy things happen, you got to start getting excited about something. All right. Well, don't force it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> okay, we don't need to talk about Tom Brenneman. No. It, this is about Jesse Winker. He waved to the crowd. Now, um, I think it's a little funny. We talked last week about how when it's a guy on your team, it's a little easier uh -huh. to take, Yeah, right? it is, isn't it? That might have a little bit to do with this. Now, I wouldn't like it if – so from what I understand, he did this, by the way, he in the it, first game of the He did it on Monday. Too. He hit the go-ahead home run. Yes. Uh, and after the game winning. was over, as he ran in, as he ran in to uh, give the rest of his team five, he waved to the entire outfield fans. Yes. And, he, and then after the game, he said, look, they're giving it to me all game. I'll give it right back to them. Yes, sir. So – I'm okay if all you're doing is you make the game-winning play and you wave to – especially if it's fans because we we know, by the way, speak, you know, from the from the Utah fans going at Russell We've Westbrook. we had the conversation and every, before. You know, sure. and it's plenty of other places. Fans get, get out of control, cross the line a lot of times in every sport, and – I don't know everything that was said, but, you know, New York fans have this reputation of being a little over the top as far as jeering at uh, opposing players sure. and, and giving them a hard time. If that's what Jesse Winker was listening to all game, I'm okay with a wave. Wow. Because that's a lot more – because that is – A wave look, and a laugh, a very hearty laugh. And that is that Disrespect. is a, that is a rubbing not, it in your face a it little is. bit. Okay. Which yep. I normally don't like. If it's if you're taking if you're taking nasty comments the entire game, and then uh, to me that's 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 rubbing it in a little bit, but it's also taking the high road. If he doesn't react the way that a lot of other people How's would that react? taking the high road? You are the kind of guy who says, yeah. I don't care what happens, you just keep your mouth shut, walk in, You're right. give your team high fives and go. That is, I, do not, I disagree that you truly believe that's taking the high road. You're correct. You're correct. The high road would be to say nothing. Now, <laughs> I'm okay, a little more okay with it because he waved, I just made the game-winning play. Bye. Uh -huh. You know, I, I, li I like it a little bit yeah. because it's Jesse Winker for that's, the Reds. That's what it is. It's because it's the Reds and it's Jesse Winker. It has nothing to do with anything else. If if <laughs> if you were a Portland Trailblazers fan, you'd have been like, I love Damon Lillard walking off, I do love waving to everybody well. else. Waving to, the, waving to the fans, disrespecting everybody. I didn't like – have a really really I mean I didn't hate what he did but so what's the difference I would I would have liked in both cases let me say in okay. both cases I would have liked it better if they didn't do anything if they would have just gone and cheered with their team like any normal thing uh -huh. you don't have to give it you don't have to give it back Jesse Winker said specifically they're giving it to me all game I'm just dishing it back a little bit yeah okay I I can 
I, I'm okay enough that I'm not over the edge about it. I'm not losing my mind about it. But, and same with the Damian Lillard thing. Now, I didn't agree with him that he that he said after the Thunder won their game, they're, they're you know, showing everybody up and stuff. There's talking all series between everybody on that floor. I promise you, the Thunder were not the only team talking and the, and the Blazers were quiet the whole time and just taking it. That was not happening, I promise. And, and maybe Jesse Winker was saying stuff during the game to those yeah, people. I don't, I don't know. And and I have seen – we have seen players that are outfielders that are getting it from fans and, and, and doing the little scratch their back with the middle finger out, you know. Sure. Or doing the little subtle yeah, turn A lot of them turn around and, you know, give them a little talk or whatever. Right, right, what right. It is what it is. So if if Jesse if all Jesse is Winker it because did, it was the fans is it because he did it to the fans? It, I think there is a difference with the fans. Yes, yes, I I really do so because there's he a wasn't difference disrespecting between, his opponent. He was disrespecting the fans of his opponent. You're okay which with is a little you're more okay acceptable. With, you're okay with disrespecting the fans. I'm not okay with disrespecting the fans. Okay, you're not. I just no, want to make not. sure. Okay, I just want to make sure because I feel like right now you're okay with disrespecting the fans of the other team. You're just not okay with disrespecting the other team. I'm not I just okay don't with. Know. I just I want to make sure I got it straight. I want to make sure I got it straight. I, I know you do. I know you do. I'm not okay with disrespecting the fans or anyone. There's a difference to me in the people you are competing against and with than going back and forth with fans. Because mostly because I think it's worse to do it to fans. Is that right? I, I kind of do. Even though fans get away with a lot more. I don't care what they get away with. They're fans. They pay to get there and watch you. Oh. That's that's the I know the whole pain. That's to the get magic that. words. No, I, yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't I'm, get on board I, with that. I, but we don't. I, I, I don't want to. I don't mean it like they can come out and say, "F this, you bi," and and start blowing, blowing bombs at you all day long. But no, you, they want to heckle you and get on you a little bit. I, I'm good with it. But I'm super good with him waving back to the fans. I think that is hilarious. I think it's fun. If you can't have fun on the baseball diamond, why go out there and play? Let me tell you, I've sat in the outfield plenty of times at games, and I've heard a lot of people, usually Reds fans, who you would think I would side with. No, I'm going to side with the players most of the time. Sure. But I have heard, I've heard plenty of people yell things at opposing players that I did not think was acceptable, and I've heard a lot of people yell things at opposing fans that were just kind of fun spirited, just trying to get, trying to get. Uh, a little back and forth with the guy just to try, kind of make it fun. Sure. The way, you know, what they're saying, the way they're saying it, there are fans that, and sometimes they, sometimes it will get a reaction from the player. And that's sometimes all it won't. About. That's not all it, they're trying if to If that's do. what it was, if Jesse Winker was in a back and forth with fans that were being, okay. that, he that waved were being to lighthearted. Le- he waved to left field. <laughs> he waved to center field and he waved to right field. He didn't well, play all three positions. He played two, but he didn't play all three. The reason that happened, um, the reason I'm sure that happened tonight is because of what happened on Monday night, the first game. He waved to just the people that were giving it to him all game. Now, that probably got a lot of attention in New York, you know? So I'm sure everybody that was at the game tonight, last night and tonight, were probably giving it, probably the whole stadium has given it to him the entire night. So I'm sure that's why he's waving at everybody because guess what? We just beat you one nothing in the ninth inning again, and I just made the game-winning catch. So 
you're giving it to me all game. Now everybody's giving it to me. And if it's more than just a few people in left field, if it's more than that in this game, I'm sure it was he heard a lot more than just I'm some just fun. Ha- I'm just happy that you're okay with this. I'm happy that you're finally okay. I'm a little with people okay with, it. with people doing things with people doing things to end a game and being excited and and, and having fun. I'm if, I'm happy that you're allowing people to finally have fun on a baseball field. If it's in fun, if everything back and forth was in fun, I just then I'm then I'm good with that. Uh, then I'm good with that. Okay. Okay. If, if there's so staring any, down, but staring down a fly ball now, ooh, that's not fun now. We're, no, that's, that's not in fun. There, there's no if, fun in this. There's no comparison at Flip all. Flip that bat, stare that thing what, down. I want you did. to do the moonwalk to first base. Do what you want. You hit the ball out of the park. We're not getting into this again. No, it's not happening. No, we it's are not, not happening. We made a pact we that we wouldn't on. do this. We are going to move on. You know, you know uh, who else likes to move on from yard to yard? Ohio Mosquito Control. And uh, they're a at Ohio Mosquito Control. They offer quality services to the Cincinnati area at reasonable prices. They are family owned and operated. Uh, they come to my house. They take care of me. In fact, I believe on Monday or Tuesday, I will get my first treatment of the year. It's real simple. They send you a text. Uh, they'll send you an email letting you know when they're going to be there. Boom. Email comes, lets you know when they get there. Boom. Invoice comes when they leave. Pay them. Things done. It's awesome. It's family owned. These guys, uh, these guys are the best of the best. Actually, no, I take that back. They are the pest of the pest. I spent a little time uh, researching this over the weekend. Yeah, and, and a lot of time on their website. Very, very professional. Very, very professional. Impressed. They're they're great guys. Yep. Uh, they 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 do a heck of a job. And my kids don't get bitten up anymore. I never get bitten up because I'm not sweet as candy. But uh, <laughs> the kids would get giant welts. They, they now can swim in the pool, can run around and frolic in the backyard without a without a without a ah, without a, a, a thought of a pesky mosquito. Yeah. Check them out at Ohio uh, at www.ohio-mc.com. Uh, they you can do everything on there. You can schedule your visit, you can pay them, you can do everything there. Uh, they'll get a hold of you and make it happen. ohio-mc.com. Chris, let's move on to um, one more thing in baseball that we wanted to get into. We yes. talked last week about a couple of the the two biggest prospects, uh, the two highest-rated prospects going into this season. You had Fernando Tatis Jr., you had Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, last week, Fernando Tatis Sr., the anniversary of his two Grand Slams in one inning came up, so we talked about Sr. and yep. Jr. We talked about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. last Last Wednesday, we found out that on Friday, he was going to make his Major League debut, finally. Right. We were excited about that. We were very, we were very excited about, about that. Because we were both big Vladimir Guerrero Sr. fans. Huge, huge Vladimir Guerrero Sr. fans. However, mm-hmm. we, weren't as, we weren't as excited as the people in Toronto. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we sure weren't. Um, so, I, so tell us what happened. I thought I was excited. So I, uh, I was excited enough to, to tune in. To his major league debut, because by the way, they posted everything everywhere about that it was happening, and they put the game on MLB Network specifically. Put the game on He's MLB the num- Network. He was for the that one. number one minor league prospect in all of baseball. Correct. So it's a big deal that he finally got caught up. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. However, however, the fanfare and the attention paid to it 
and and promoted from Major League Baseball for this debut much more than I've ever seen for any top prospect in baseball ever in my lifetime. The It started with the pregame. I mean, the entire story of the pre on the pregame show was about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They had a camera on him every second, basically, of his warming up for the game. They talked about him. They showed his entrance to the ballpark when he got to the ballpark that afternoon. They showed that 50 times. That's crazy. And he was – It was. It, there was a really cool thing because he wore his dad's Expos jersey That's in the park. That's pretty slick, isn't it? Yeah. That was awesome. But <laughs> they showed that thing a million times. They showed – Vladimir Guerrero Sr. wrote this letter, I guess, to him or, or you know, wrote a little thing and released it basically to his son talking about how proud he is of him. And that was great and everything. But the whole – just how much attention was paid to this thing – was crazy to me. I mean, it was over. I really feel like it was overdone. And then you had, we finally got into the game, right? Sure. So his name is announced before, you know, as Place everybody goes is. goes bananas. Goes bananas. Standing ovation. He come, runs out onto the field, standing ovation. They, uh, so they, so they're playing, they're in the field first, right? They're in Toronto. The His first action was, a little dribbler foul wasn't down the line exactly. It was just down the third baseline, off the line, right? So he's not trying to make a play on it or anything. Just just a little dribbler down. He he runs over, picks it up, throws it into the stands. I mean, he just hit a grand slam that won the World Series. Is what the reaction was to it. People got up and cheered for that. Like stood up and cheered for him touching the baseball. It's it's crazy. I agree. Now listen, I love Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I love Vladimir Guerrero way more than that because I know him way better and I really enjoyed watching him play. And I'm glad that they've got this this uh this this a ton of stuff going on with uh Vlad Jr. and trying to make a big deal out of it. But that might have been just a little over the top. My question to you is: Nick Zenzel is talk is being it's being said that he'll probably be probably be called up Friday by Friday, so in in a couple days. Uh, in if that happens, that's the number one prospect in the Reds organization. Does he get when he comes into Cincinnati? Does he get the same fanfare? The problem is, is they're going to be on the road for a while, aren't they? Or they no, they're, back? they're no, they're they're in Cincinnati on Friday. Right, so they'd weekend. be here. So they'll yes. bring them in. It'll be the same type of deal in Toronto, like Vlad Jr. Nixon Zell comes in. Does he get this same fanfare? Is it gonna? It's. I'm gonna tell you right now. They're gonna make a big deal about it. He's gonna play on Friday. He'll probably start. I actually, I take that back. I I'm gonna venture to say I can almost guarantee he'll start the game. They already sent down Philip Irvin and brought another brought another arm up from the bullpen. Why? Because for some reason, we have the greatest starting pitching in all of baseball, and David Bell just takes everybody out after five and two thirds innings. <laughs> if you go to five, if you make it to five innings, don't walk or give up a hit to anybody. You have to be perfect from the fifth on. Otherwise, he's pulling you. Yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm. I'm a little irritated about that. He, he, has, but, he has a bit of a quick hook. But um, so they had to. They they had to bring another arm in because their bullpen is taxed. Yes. Yeah. And that's. 
Probably why Iglesias has given up, just gave up another. Uh, well, it wasn't a blown save, but got the loss last night. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, they will try to make a big deal about it. Yes, I agree with you. He will start in his first game up. It will be nowhere near the reception that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. got in Toronto. No, it will oh, be I, nowhere I near that. it. Mostly because there won't be n- anywhere near that many people in the ballpark. <laughs> no, probably not. You're right. Um, no, uh, and it's. I think it's supposed to rain this weekend too. So anyway, because uh, I was thinking about going actually, not because Senzel was coming up before. Mm-hmm. I, before I knew he was coming up, I was planning on going. But um, who knows? Maybe weather or whatever. But if you go Red to the game, just don't come you, out for games. That if much, you really. if you go to the game, cheer. I got offered tickets to the game. Uh, I'm not able to go because the boys got baseball. But uh, if you go to the game. I want to see if we can make it. Let's let's as Reds fans, let's make it bigger than than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. getting uh, getting his ovations. I want to see Nick Senzel have his name. Uh, no, let's see what what would be the the equivalent to touching a foul ball in the place going crazy. Uh, he's going to be in the outfield. He'll probably be in center field. So. Maybe when he's in the on deck circle, uh, a foul ball comes over there. Oh, how about he when he's in, when he goes into the on deck circle and he picks up the, uh, the weighted batting yeah. sleeve, uh, and the whole oh, place said, just goes bananas. I just dated myself. I said donut. They still they still do donuts. The donuts still there. Most of these guys use the weighted sleeve yeah. though. It's a little bit bigger. Um, I'm telling you. Which, you, if you ask Barry Larkin now, apparently <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. Not use the sleeve? No, he's big. Uh, he's got this like parachute thing you put on your bat now. That Barry Larkin's all about fast twitch, mu- fast twitch muscles, slow twitch muscles. It's I don't know. I just okay. saw. A oh, commercial. there's some science behind it. Yeah, all right. I just, it's a, Look, it was a, Barry it's says it. I'm on board. One hundred percent. There's no doubt. I, you can you can uh, implore Reds fans all you want to uh, get crazy. <laughs> You're not getting it. I'm telling you that right now. Um, Anyway, it is, though, exciting as a Reds fan to see their biggest prospect come up. Um, you know, he, he's tearing the ball up since he came back from his injury. He is tearing up my minor league pitching right now, and it looks like he's ready. It looked like he was ready in spring training as well. Uh, it'll be exciting. Now, when you have Matt Kemp come back from his injury, you're still going to have a really crowded outfield. You're still going to have to try to find – you know, time and and they're prob they're not going to want to bring him up. They're not going to want to bring Senzel up and have him sit the bench three days a week or or, or even two days. A week. I mean, it's not going to happen. They're going to bring him up and he's going to play because Shebler is awful right now. They sent down Philip Urban, so you're sitting on who? Matt Kemp, um, uh, Kemp Puig, Kemp Winker, Winker, Senzel. That's it. And and uh, Shebler. Well, Shebler's done. Shebler's on the bench. Shebler, Shebler's being relegated to the bench. This guy can't hit his way out of a wet paper bag he, right now. He was brought in today as a as a late inning defensive replacement. So there you go. That's probably what it'll be. Used. Sindel's going to play. Uh, Shebler's going to sit the bench, and then they're going to rotate. They'll rotate. Uh, they'll rotate the other guys. So and maybe, even if you he, don't, he's not going to. He's he he may not. He's not going to play five days a week, six days a week. Maybe he plays four. But I, I'm okay with that. That's what I'm saying, though. You you're going to bring up your top guy. Yeah. That still needs to continue to de- to develop. You can develop playing missing one, two games a week. I, I feel I feel like you can definitely develop that way still, especially as a younger guy who uh, you're still you're still still getting a feel for the major league level. That's a big difference going from the minor leagues to the major leagues. 
big difference. So it's, you know, having that break in between games every once in a while is not a bad thing. It gives you time to, to, to take a look at tape a little bit more, to, to focus on things that you didn't have to focus before because your natural God-given talent can take care of. But when you get into the major leagues, every pitcher is is has the capability of getting at you every time. When he's in the minor leagues – most of the time, he's 100% better than every pitcher that's out there. This is going to be completely different. Okay. I, I feel like most teams will leave a guy, leave a prospect that's even sometimes seems like he's ready down if they don't think he's going to get to play every day. Um, because it seems like you just want to get as many games under your belt to, to get that development going and get some experience. And I mean, that's how you learn the best. Get, get, get your experience in. But, um, they're going to have – I mean, they're going to have that problem until they get rid of some of these guys. I mean, it's, yeah. we, we still probably we're both We're still think talking about Kemp be, being the one that goes – that's going to be the one that's traded. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, you got to think he's the odd man out right now. Yeah. I, I, when he comes back and he's healthy, I'm, he can still hit. I mean, you know, I don't know. We're, we're going we're gonna to have to see. It's We're going to have to see – how this whole thing plays out for really the whole first half of the season to see who legitimately, you know, whoever's starting slow, it might just be a one month starting slow and they might tear it up for the next two months. Whoever's playing great right now might level off and come back down to earth. It's going, something's going to have to give here though. So you bring Senzel up. I mean, you did just poor Philip Irvin. You did just send him back down, but, um, you know, because he's another guy that's just as de- as deserving as anybody else. I mean, why? If Shebler's so bad, Cause, why not? Because Shebler doesn't have any options left. So if they drop him, he immediately goes through waivers and all that. However, all that stuff works. Whereas Philip Irvin has options. That's why Philip Irvin's the is the odd man out in this case. It's not because they don't like the way he's playing or they think Shebler's better or anything. They just don't want to. They know Shebler can contribute and possibly will at some point in the season once he gets his stroke back. But at this point in time, they have to make room. You had to bring an arm up because all you do is use your bullpen for. 65 percent of the game so you got to have another arm out there and and now you're you're stuck yeah i i just feel like if you're i guess if you're convinced that shevler's going going to get better get better enough to contribute more so than just a late inning defensive replacement because that's all he's doing that's all he's able to do right now you can do that with philip Irvin and get a little offense from him too if you're going to play him um, I guess because that would kind of help with the whole thing. It's you know if you're ready to break, I guess they're just not ready to 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 break ties with with Shebler yet. Um, I'm kind of at the point now. I feel like we kind of know that Shebler's not a great hitter. He never was. He can hit for power, sure, but but that's all he's going to do for that's you. That's all he's going to do for you. Yeah, I, I, you just there's no market out there for him, so you're not going to trade him something or anything like that. It's just a it, it just is what it is. It's you're, you're going to see Sinzel come up, and and this is a big this is a big uh, you know eight ten game streak for the Reds because they have got obviously they they had the Mets today they won they got the Mets again tomorrow talking about a 500 team and then they get the Giants who are last in their division. You have the A's who are the A's. You never really know what you're going to get from the A's. And then you have the Giants again. 
you have an opportunity against one of the worst teams in baseball and the Giants to really pick some games up uh, in this National League to, to make up for that for that start that you had, the 1-8 and eight start, and, re- and, and get yourself back into this division. And then by the time that's over, a third of the season will be done at that point in time. And that's what mo- most people say. They want to see where they're at after a third of the season before they start to make that decision on if they are going to be able to contend or if they're going to start getting rid of guys and um, trying to, to either pick up more prospects or become buyers or become sellers instead of buyers. So it's going to be, <clears throat> it's going to be very interesting to see how these next 10 games go. Yep. Uh, either way, it, it, baseball seems to be in pretty good hands because we got a bunch of young guys that are coming up and uh, the prospects are, are looking really, really strong, uh, as strong as ever between Guerrero and Tatis and Senzel and several other guys. It's uh, it's, pretty exciting yeah it is it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch um i'm 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 excited to see sinzel up it's obviously not gonna be the guerrero junior deal however uh it's gonna be fun for reds fans all three thousand or or what'll be less than that it'll be what twelve twelve hundred people that are gonna be at that (laughs) game especially if it rains god knows there ain't gonna be anybody there it's fireworks friday man. fireworks friday that's true the kids love the fireworks all right so uh from that Let's go ahead. What do you, you want to get into some Bengals talk? You want to you want to talk a little a little NFL draft. NFL is not usually our thing on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. However, uh, the bang the draft came up. I'm going to tell you right now. First off, before we start, let me tell you, I think the draft is the most overrated all draft. I think all drafts are. They're they're important. Don't get me wrong. They're important. But the whole spectacle of the thing and every single player, like you get a, you get, you're getting these grades on the seventh round guy, yeah. you know, Jordan Brown, quarterback out of South Dakota State, and oh, that is a B plus instant grade. Like, <laughs> come on, man. There's a reason he's a seventh rounder. Rounder. We are never gonna hear that guy's name ever again. There'll be un, undrafted free agents that we pick up that will get more playing time than this guy. So I, I don't, I. I think the draft is so overrated. I think the first couple rounds are are important because those are guys that are going to actually make an impact on your team right away. You can have there are guys uh, that that can get drafted later that can play. Obviously, it happens all the time. Brady was like a sixth rounder or something like yep. that, I believe. So, I just want to go ahead and and make it known that I, I the NFL draft I'm. Let's. I'm more. Let's wait till preseason and I can and camp starts and 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 then I'll start telling you what I think about these guys. Right now, I'm just looking at a bunch of guys who just got done running around in their underwear and all of a sudden they're moving up in the draft because I can run fast around a cone with the <laughs> tightest pants on in the world. You got linemen, 400 pound dudes wearing. Uh, wearing medium singlet. shirts yeah what are these there was a dude uh there's always at least one lineman that goes to the combine and runs the 40 yard dash with no shirt so he's just got like a pair of of women's volleyball shorts on <laughs> and no shirt i love it that is what if i was that dude if i'm that guy i'm 100 percent running that like that <laughs> i know I, my that. Fa- I'm, I'm rubbing my belly when i get done i'm <laughs> ooh, i'm flexing all over everybody there's no doubt <laughs> it is funny and i agree with you um really all the drafts now i i'm always very interested to see who the uh reds pick because i'm a much better much bigger reds fan than bengals fan but um you know, so I'm always excited to see who they pick. But and even in the in the NBA, my my favorite sport, I'll I'll pay attention to it, 
but more and more every year I'm like, you know what? This is such a this is so overdone. It's so oh, much it's overkill ridiculous. for these things. So um, ridiculous. The NBA is not as bad because there's there's what uh, there's two rounds. Two rounds. There's yeah. two rounds, and those guys are probably going to make your team. Yeah, it, 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 your first rounders are pretty much definitely going to almost always. Yeah, um, yeah and then and sometimes the second rounders, right? Um, you get into and baseball's even worse. There's like thirty some rounds in baseball. Right. Yeah. I think I think somebody drafted Mickey Mouse last year. <laughs> yeah. It is always funny the the really late rounds. There are some somebody's some kid, big reaches. Yeah, yeah somebody's yeah. kid's cousin's brother from the marketing department that they <laughs> that they saw play grade school baseball and. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get into it. So uh, the one thing that the that the Bengals did do, which uh, I wanted them to do, I'm sorry, one thing they didn't do that I wanted them to do, or I'm sure they they gave it, an, I'm sure they gave it a go, and and it didn't happen, was to try to see. A lot of people were talking about possibly trading a two for Josh Rosen because I think Josh Rosen was a better quarterback than everybody that was in this draft. Okay. And obviously, I think the Bengals did too because they left Haskins on the board. Uh, the Giants had already reached for for going after that kid from Duke. So the Bengals did what they really needed to do at that point in time. If you're not getting Josh Rosen in a trade, then you know that Andy Dalton is your guy. And there's one thing. There's only one way Andy Dalton's been good, and that's when he's had people blocking for him. Yes. So what do they do? They go out get the best lineman in the draft. Um, Alabama's. Al, we talked about him. We talked about him earlier. Um, Jonah Williams, Alabama's uh, Jonah Williams, offensive tackle. Yep, I was very happy with this with this pick. I know a lot of people, a lot of Bengals fans, really did want because people kind of like they were with Marvin Lewis the last couple of years. A lot of people were done with Andy Dalton. A lot of people are. Um, I I that's exactly the way that you said it is exactly how I think. He has had his best, like most quarterbacks, has had his best seasons and has looked pretty decent actually at times. When he's got time, he's the, a, he's a right. good quarterback. He's an NFL, he's he's a smart. Uh, he he is what is it called? Football smart. Yeah. I think he's football smart. He's he may not be the most athletic or the most gifted quarterback out there. However, when he has time, he goes through. He can, he's got time to go through progressions. He can do his thing. I'm okay with him. I actually kind of enjoy. I actually kind of enjoy Andy Dalton. I'm one of the few guys in the world that likes Andy Dalton. The guy took us to what was it five straight playoffs or yeah. four whatever four or five straight playoffs when when he had people blocking behind for him. Andrew Whitworth and exactly. Right. So let's get somebody in here and make it happen. So yeah, so that's what they did. They like you said took the best the best lineman in the draft. Um, you're you're usually not going to go wrong with uh, with an Alabama lineman. Bob, Bobby Schultz just said that I was drafted in the 36th round. <laughs> you could have been. I draft you in the. 36th I'm pretty sure round. if you look it up, you'll find me on there. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry, sorry. There's got to be another Chris Witt that plays baseball, right? Just me. Just you stole okay. home three times uh, my junior year. I, I, I don't should, know if you know that or you not. You shouldn't last uh, till the thirty-six round. I I trade up for you. Um, speed like lightning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was very happy with the pick, with the Bengals' first round pick. Now, their second round pick made me scratch my head. I I'll be honest. They picked another tight end in the second round. That one confused me. The only thing I liked about it was he's a Northern Kentucky guy. He's Every, a hometown guy. Yeah, everybody's all about this guy. Everybody's talking about this guy. It's, was that this was this was just a, was this just a matter of taking like the best available? It no, been, I don't think so. Here's end, the no here way. and here's here's my my thought process on the tight end and and I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I listened to a few guys and what they got to say about it, but. Going into this, listen, the Bengals know what they need to do. 
Andy Dalton is not going to go out there and sling the ball around the field. He's not going to come out there and and be Tom Brady. He's not going to be uh, Pat Mahomes. He's not going to be any of these guys. He needs time. So they get one of the best blocking tight ends in all of in in, in what he got the one of the best blocking grades of any tight end in, in college. He didn't have a lot of passes thrown to him, but he never dropped a pass in college. Uh, he only had like three touchdowns, and he, he didn't have that many completions. However, you see him in these every uh, the, the whole highlight reel is him blocking. Mm-hmm. Here you go. So now you 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 basically say here's our here is our what we're gonna do. And I don't think it's probably what Zach Taylor wants to do, but he realizes what he has in front of him. You got a quarterback that is okay if he's got time. He can get the ball out and and make the right decision, which which a lot of quarterbacks can't do once they get to the NFL. You don't know what any of these rookies are going to do. They might they're it might be so far over their head they're lost. So you got a veteran guy who's been there, made it to the playoffs as your quarterback. Now you have an extra blocker. Uh, on tight in your tight end, a good tight, a good blocking tight end. You have Joe Mixon back there. You can run, uh, you can run play action and give Andy some time. But you're going to be a run. This is going to be a run first offense. They have, they have come out here with these picks, the first two picks, and said we are going to run the ball. Joe Mixon is going to get him. Geo, they're all going to get a heavy dose. This is going to be a heavy run team. I, I enjoy it. I love that. I, I like can't it wait. too. And you convinced me. So. They essentially drafted another offensive lineman in the second round. Basically, if that's if he's like a 99% blocker, then I'm fine with that. If if he's going to be in on, you know, first and second down when you're definitely going to you're definitely going to try to run, I'm good with that then. And then the third round, they drafted a linebacker. They definitely needed linebacker help, right? Sure. So they drafted a Fontes linebacker. Fontes Burfix is gone. So right. and and God knows that everybody behind him, between Vigil and everybody, I mean, our next best is probably Nick Vigil. So eek, eek. I mean, not saying he's a bad linebacker, but he's not a not a That's difference all you maker. Have. That's all you have. Right. So uh, Jermaine Pratt, linebacker from from uh, NC State, they picked him up. And in the fourth round, they picked up. They did pick up a quarterback. Got their quarterbacks. So. NC State, the, the right. one of two NC State, uh, one of two NC State uh, Wildcats yeah. that they picked up. Back, uh, Are they back Wildcats, back. Wolfpack? NC, Wolfpack. Wolfpack. There you go. I knew there was a, there was something. There was a cat <laughs> or a pack or something going on. And, in there. and and because they're a Wolfpack, they don't separate, so they had to draft two of them uh, together. So anyway, so this guy now Ryan Finley is his name. He's not. He's not going to come in and challenge. He Andy was Dalton never for the drafted spot. for that reason. But. He could challenge Driscoll for the backup spot, oh, correct? Oh, 100%. All it takes is him having a good camp, him having a good preseason. He gets that that backup job. Andy Dalton tears his ACL on the first play of the next season, and you've got your starting quarterback. They went back after another guy who who is, 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 is a ball security kind of guy. This is a guy who if you're going to have him as a backup quarterback, you need him to take care of the ball and let the rest of your offense do their job. And that's the kind of guy he is. So if he, you feel a little more safe with him, your hope is that you drafted him to never play a down, though. Please let me uh, explain that I do not hope that Andy Dalton tears his ACL. Oh, that sorry. Was just a, uh, <laughs> no, that was just a uh, – I got you. I got you. I just threw that out there as a scenario. I, I hope he doesn't get hurt. But if he does get hurt or, look, if he's completely miserable, if he just loses his ability to play football – and he's terrible, and and the sure. Bengals start out zero and four. There you go. They might throw him in there. You know, you never, I doubt it, but we'll see. Right. 
Um, so anyway, uh, the fourth round they made three picks. Ryan Finley, the quarterback, was the first one from the 49ers. They took a uh, they took I think it's Rennell Wren or Ren, I don't know how to say his first name, a uh, a defensive lineman from Arizona State, and then uh, they drafted the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. How awesome is that that they graded the greatest basketball player of all time will now be playing offensive line for the. Uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. I did not know that he had been playing on the offensive line for Ohio State. He's been right, no up, right up the road from you for years. You didn't know. I didn't know. It. I didn't know he had – I knew he had a year of college eligibility left, but I didn't know he had uh, the three years he would have needed to be eligible yeah. uh, for the NFL draft. Well, I think it's if you oh, switch get, sports. Sure, okay. You, so you get you, all of your eligibility back. Oh, do so, you? He, yeah. gets, he got four years back for switching sports? Yeah, he got four years wow, back. Wow, good yep. for him. Yep, so he was able Man, to – Man, so uh, I could just stay in college forever if I was a great athlete. i just go from, like, sure. play baseball for four years, go play basketball for four years, football for four years. You know, I'm a big water polo guy. Get I'm also just a polo guy. I just I enjoy riding a horse and hitting balls with big sticks. With a croquet mallet, right. So, <laughs> who, do, who doesn't like who that? Who doesn't like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did not have a pick in the fifth round. They had uh, three more picks in the sixth round. Couple compensatory. They picks, took yeah. a uh, run. Oh, did they have a fifth round compensatory? No, no, no over- six, they were oh, okay. on the sixth. Okay, Two okay. of them were in the sixth. Um, a running back, another linebacker, and another running back, and then they finished it up in round seven with a corner, uh, Jordan Brown out of football powerhouse South Dakota State. <laughs> there you go. That's their draft. That's their draft. Ultimately, now- they drafted. A good offensive lineman, very well needed, very much needed. A tight end who is basically another offensive lineman and a linebacker in the first three rounds. I give him an A. I give him an A for my draft grade. I think draft grades are the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> who gives? How do, you, give, <laughs> how do? Why do people give draft grades? Draft draft grades. It doesn't make any sense. You know, you don't, you don't you, know anything about how these guys are going to be in the NFL. No, Nothing. you have no idea. All you do it's, it's so basically you're grading like when you grade these guys, you have nothing to go off of except for just how you feel. Yes, I'm grading you based on how I feel you did. That's and, that's and like it, a philosophy grade. Like I like if I took a philosophy class, like I could write whatever I want. The teacher may not agree with it. Guess what? It's about philosophy, so I lose. That sucks. <laughs> Give me a math. I want a math teacher to give me a grade. The answer is either right or wrong. <laughs> now, an example of why this is so ridiculous is I saw an article that posted, I think it was like seven or eight um, different publications that, that gave out draft grades. Oh, I love the it. The Bengals got everything from an A- minus to a D. I love it. That's perfect. I, I, you, Once they again. They ran the draft grade. Do you get them? To give them. I give them an F. An F? Okay. So I, I gave him, him an, an A. You gave him an F. I just wanted There's Josh because I wanted Josh Rosen. I okay. thought Josh Rosen was better than every quarterback that came out of this draft, and I wanted them to trade for Rosen, but didn't happen. So, so now they get an F. If they, they, if get they gave up F. a two, they would have they would not have drafted that tight end. Um, Which everybody hated that draft pick anyway. Right. <laughs> See, look, I'm, I could be Mel Kiper. I can go. grade everybody. You grades. Be, I'm throwing everybody grades. A's, B's, C's. If I'm the like Bengals had a general manager, you could be it. Be um, under Mike Brown. That's not a place I want to no, be underneath not, that old no. saggy man. <laughs> you don't have to literally be under I mean, him. I'm fine with being underneath a lot of guys, but just not Mike Brown. <laughs> Moving on in football. um, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Okay, oh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Uh, we're gonna, All right, so we're going to get into Tyreek. We'll address this, and, and we, we can make this the last thing, um, unless there's something else you want to talk about. Ah. 
basically Tyreek Hill, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, star, a star, a very good player in the NFL. Let's take it back first of all to college, where he punched his then pregnant girlfriend in the stomach. Okay. Strike one, two, and three for me. Okay. He did get drafted, showed that he's an excellent NFL player. The authorities have been called to his house several times in the last month on suspicion of child abuse slash endangerment. His three-year-old son, who was the child in his then-girlfriend, now-fiance's stomach when she was pregnant, that he punched. The kid's now three years old. There were reports. So the kid has a broken arm, right? Correct. He's telling everybody that his dad did it. Now, <clears throat> it's hard to it's hard to know whether or not to believe a three year old kid. Sure. Right. But he's telling everybody that his dad did it. There's suspicion of him abusing physically disciplining his child. Now, I said physically disciplining. There's a whole there's a whole discussion about whether using physical force on your child is discipline or abuse. Sure. Listen, I'm a. Uh, I'm, let let, let, yeah, let me let me lay it. the whole thing out, and then I could because I'm I'm very interested to hear because you can give the perspective from a from a person who grew up, which we can both. Give. I was a child. At you one were point a child at one point, and so was I. <laughs> Um, I, some most and, people say I still am, and we have, <laughs> and I understand why they would. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, it's true. They and, and we both came up in very similar backgrounds, almost the same background, basically. Um, so we're going to come from that perspective. You can come from a perspective of a father who has three kids who can who has to discipline his kids. Let's let's go to Tyreek Hill. Um, was so so they became he and his fiance became under investigation when when this kid started saying my broken arm is from my father the authorities started investigating they decided that they weren't able to tell who is at fault whether the mother or father whether Tyree Kill or his fiance is at fault and whether the details that they have that they gathered were enough to convict either one of them or of child abuse um, so they closed the investigation. There was an audio file that, that was released that was taken by the fiance as she brought up the conversation to Tyree kill about this thing. So I think to try to incriminate him so that if that, this thing I came back it around, yeah. <clears throat> she it definitely come, did it on purpose. It, it, yeah. it didn't come back on her. It came back on him. So I think she was trying to set him up. Which it already doesn't sound like they trust each other. So good luck with your with your. Uh, first impending. off, first off, if you're getting engaged, all right, and you got a you got a woman that you're engaged to, why does he keep calling her bro? <laughs> he called her bro. I counted like twelve times. That's very annoying when people just use bro. I'm not constantly. a bro guy. I'm not a bro guy. No, I'm not no, a bro, bro guy. No, bro. I am not no, either, bro. bro. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry to bring a little bit of life. Also, Continue. also, why do you agree to to marry the guy when he punched you in the stomach when you were pregnant? Anyway, bro, lo- love makes you do crazy bro. things, bro. Okay, so that's what happened in college. They are together now. Somebody's hitting this kid. She brings it up in this audio file that she says to him, "You know what you do to him when he's crying." You make him put his arms out and you punch him in the chest. That is how he disciplined. Now he did not. He didn't exactly deny that. He, he didn't no, exactly. He neither confirmed, confirmed nor, nor denied. denied it. But it sounds like through the conversation, it sounds like he loves his kid, but he probably hits him. Oh sure. Oh, he straight said that he hit him. I mean, there's no doubt. He was. Well, he said. I, he said I'm the only one that gets physical with him. So here's the deal. Here's, and he here, called it. He called it respect. respect he's, he's trying right. to teach him respect. Sure. Which to which his fiance said, "That's not respect. That's terror. He's terrified of you." To which Tyree Kill responded, "You should be terrified of me too, dumb b-word." Yeah. Yeah. That's For, probably what's got him in the most. I, I don't know, not the most, but just the fact that he's he he, he he's not very apologetic. He comes out looking bad. Listen, I think this kind of thing happens all the time. I think this happens a ton. This is a audio that got recorded, uh, which it's just like anything else. When there's a video, when there's a recording, everything's worse. Yeah. You get a guy like Greg Hardy who day gone near killed some killed his old lady, and he gets he gets uh, he gets signed by the by the, the UFC. Who did I say? Is that did he really? Yeah. He, yeah, he was fighting. He's a fighter now. Oh, I didn't know that. But anyway, he but when all that went down, he he got signed to another contract in in Dallas. So you know, be, but there was no video evidence. There's no audio. All this kind of thing. When so when you get these, it brings the light out, and it should. It's good that it does because you don't you don't want bad people in your league. You don't want bad people working for you. You don't want people like. However, it's you know Joe Mixon did some things that. You know, he, he, he beat the brakes off his old lady, too. Yep. And, uh, you know, here you go. He's he's two years in, and Bengals fans love him. He's a hero now. He's a, They love him. Now, he's done everything right since. Tyreek Hill's gotten in trouble multiple times for this, and that's where things go wrong. I think I think I've said it before on this podcast. I believe people deserve a second chance. I, I, have, I have no problem with second chances as long as you – uh, as long as you earn them and and you feel you you know what you did and you continue and you try to make it right, I think that's what Joe Mixon has shown that he's done. I don't know this dude's back. I don't know where Joe Mixon's at every day. I don't know how it goes. However, Tyreek's gotten in trouble twice. He's done. I think he's I think he's done for multiple reasons. One, because the NFL is just trying to be just trying to get abuse out of their league so much right now, and especially now you're talking about child. Now you're talking about breaking a kid's arm. AP got suspended, and everybody thought that it wasn't. You know, you're talking about one of the stars of the league. Once again, this is another star of the league. AP's Adrian Peterson's. Real quick, I'm gonna I'm not changing the subject. Why, why is a why is a small tree branch called a switch? <laughs> I don't know, but it, it's been called that for a very very long time. Why is that called? Go get me a switch. Okay, well, it better be big enough, or we well, well wait a second. Hold on a second now. 
If you want to start a so do I got to go to Home Depot and get a light switch? <laughs> I mean, what do you? What exactly do you want? No, I don't I'm know kidding. where that came anyway. from. Anyway, I have the same problem with about six billion words in the English language. Why are they called that? Yeah. But anyway, anyway, so continue. Adrian Peterson, uh, you know, he had his thing. I mean, the and 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 I don't. I I think that they they let him, it, he came off uh, a little easy in that case, and I think the NFL is going to go after him. I think the uh, I think the Chiefs have already shown that they will. That's probably going to be just a a quick release and see what happens. Now the question is, does Ty, I mean they did this because this happened with them. This is the second incident with them. Uh, the the running back Hunt, yep. Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt. Imme- immediately as soon as some, as soon as what came up with Kareem Hunt, they dropped him. He's gone. Uh, I think people they haven't want, done that yet. No, but they, I think people want to see that. I think they want to see uh, that they like that quick reaction. Of okay, this is the, it shows that you're not going to put up with this in your in your uh, company, your team, your company. And, and the NFL's been inconsistent in the way they've handled these kinds of things, by how quickly they react in some cases, and by the suspension that they give people. They've been very inconsistent, and they've ca- they've caught a lot of heat over the years for that. Right now, they the NFL. First of all, the Chiefs have suspended Tyreek Hill for any team activities. Correct. Off-season activities. They're gonna. Basically. They're gonna. And, and I think that they. I think they might have been. They're just buying time. They're basically. buying time. They want. They want to. There's an investigation. Nothing has officially been said. Yeah. Yay or nay. You don't. There's no. He never. He never admitted to doing anything more than, than the way he saw fit to punish his kid. And once again, I look. I ain't. When it comes to punishing your kids. Man, that is man. That's a slippery slope. Yeah. If somebody comes up to me and wants to tell me how to, the way that I should be dealing with my kids, I'm gonna tell you to go kick rocks. I'll take care of my kids the way I take care of my kids. To a point, I'm not. They're not gonna end up with bruises. If I if I want to, you know, spank them, or if I just want to use timeout, or if you know you want to use a belt, there people do all kinds of things. I don't. I I'm not gonna get into what's right or wrong on any of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, I got my butt beat yeah. when I was a kid. If I talk back, I got hit in the face. If I touched something I wasn't supposed to, my hand got hit. If I, you know, it just depended on what I, what I was doing is where I got beat. It is what it is. That's how you grew up. And, and, and when you usually continue to parent the way you were parented. So, you know, I, it's hard to get upset at a guy when he may not have known. Really, I mean, you can't say he didn't know better. Because these, especially in the NFL, they go through a lot of training to teach these guys how to stay out of situations like this. Obviously that, not enough. But they, yeah. Well, I think they try as best they I don't know if it's as best they can, but you can't make everybody listen. So it's just a it's a it's a it's a it's a slippery slope. I think he's done. I think he's gone. Uh, I don't know if anybody will pick him up. I think somebody will pick him up. Somebody's going to pick up Tyree Kill. He's a game changer. He is. I mean, do you think that's okay, though? Do you think that he should be put on the uh, what is it, the exemption, the the exemption list, or no, the, whatever it's called? He's gonna get put. Yeah, that's gonna happen. 
Roger Goodell is going to put him on whatever it is for a time. It's going to be for a period of time, a year or something like that. I don't know what it's going to be, but I think somebody's going to end up picking him up. I don't know when or how or, or how that's all going to go down, but I, I, I definitely think eventually somebody's going to pick him up. It's just the way of the world, man. Mm-hmm. If he can change the game for you and can win you games, which he's that type of player, and he can get you from the second round of the playoffs to the Super Bowl, people are going to want to him on your team. Until now, the, I take I take that back. The fans probably don't want him on the team. Fans probably can't stand him. However, there are plenty of general managers that are looking at that 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 purposely turn a blind eye to who you are as a person and they just want they just look at what you do on the field. What you do at home is your business. I want that guy that's on the field. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's such a black eye for the NFL every time something like this happens, and it seems like the NFL has the biggest problem with these kinds of things. And maybe it's just because they have more players than anybody else. Uh, way more but, players, yeah. Right. But um, either way, it's such a bad PR thing for the NFL every time somebody gets in trouble like this, especially when it's a big thing like this. Um, when you're talking about domestic violence or child abuse um, or murder in a couple of cases – uh, Ray yeah. Carruth, Ray, uh, uh, what's his name uh, for the Ravens? Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Ray, yeah, Ray Carruth, Ray Lewis, and Hardy. They all murdered people or had people <laughs> murdered or whatever, and they all played after <laughs> Aaron that. Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. He, well, yeah, he He actually and did. Actually, and then got, what, did he get murdered or did he kill he himself? himself? He killed himself. Okay, so um, – it's just such a black eye. At some point, the NFL is going to have to start doing something more drastic than having these guys suspended for a year and then give them another chance. I mean, there it's 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 not impossible that he makes a turnaround. If he's suspended for a year and they send him to as much counseling as possible, and he like some you know something flips in his mind and they change the way that he thinks which is possible you can do that if they do that though and he can come back and be a totally different person okay but like you said this is already strike 2 to me strike 3 was was the first time when he punched his girlfriend in the stomach um so this is strike four through six or four through ten or whatever. Now maybe that kid's arm is just still broke from still when he broke it in the stomach <laughs> from when he got punched in in the womb. Yes, <laughs> womb. That's um, another great word. The womb. Yes. The womb. Um, anyway, which ends in a B. You don't even hear it. Nope. Anyway, sounds like a D. <laughs> a, a D? Yeah, wound. <laughs> it's I'm the kidding. womb. I know it's the womb. I'm just messing. <laughs> it up. sounds like W O O M. Um. What? We're just getting out of out Sorry. of control. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's it's such an awful thing to hear about. It's such an awful thing to think about. Now the good thing here is since they since the audio file came back out, they opened the investigation back up, and neither parent has custody of the kid right now. He is with another family, I guess. He's with a foster family. Uh, no, I guess. it's not. Well, I guess technically it would be considered a foster family. It's a it's a. F- it's a family that is not related to them, but is a friend of the family. The kid knows okay. the family. Okay. So he's with a family that he knows, but it's not a relation to either one. And they walk into court holding hands like, how's this old girl? How's old? Man, I just don't understand that. That's a whole nother word. 
Love makes you do crazy things. Yeah, I guess it does. Yes, it does. It make you know what love you know. <laughs> love makes you do crazy things. <laughs> you had something uh, there, and you're not gonna say it now. Nah, I'm good. That's okay. I'm good. That's all right. Uh, so so we we should end on a light note though. So do you got a swipe left, swipe right to end this thing? Let's see. Swipe left or swipe right? No, I don't have one. Do you have one? No, you don't. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. We swipe left, swipe minutes. right. We all right. So so to bring it to a lighter note. Uh, we talked about, and man, maybe this isn't a lighter note, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, swipe left, swipe right. Beating your dog. <laughs> um, You're not a dog person. We there, all know Adam's there, not a dog person. There are some- Adam walks into my house and my dog jumps on him every single Wednesday night. And I say, Adam, beat that thing. Hit it in the knee it in the stomach. Yeah, you got to scratch, don't you? Because you let him do all that. Knee him in the stomach. You got to knee her. You got to give her a good knee and say down and let her know who the boss is. So, and they do teach Now Peter's going to get me. I'm done. I'm done. Peter's got me. I'm done. Let's let's, um, preface this by saying whatever we say here, we're not actually into animal abuse. But for fun, well, let's say <laughs> they do. No, they do teach that you have to, for, I guess, especially for dogs, that you have to be forceful. You don't have to beat your dog, but you have to make sure they know. Right. Am I right? You, you, hey, you got to know who the boss is. Them days are just dumb animals. Here we exactly. go. Exactly. Wow. Peter's about to get me Which, bad. I just wanted to be known. But that's exactly right. You They're dumb animals. You shouldn't beat your dog. You shouldn't beat and uh, you, you you can you can you can correct your dog and how you correct your dog's up to you. I choose to near in the stomach and let her know to stop jumping on me. I'm going to be honest with you. That's what I do. And when she does something really dumb, like if she chews something up, she's probably going to be eating that thing she chewed up and not because it's in her mouth because it got thrown in her mouth. <laughs> Don't chew my shoe up or else that shoe is going to be on you. <laughs> okay. Peter's coming. I'm done, dude. They're hey, coming I'm for done. You. This is that They're thing when, when in, in five years when this podcast is like Joe Rogan style <laughs> and we got our we got websites and blogs and all kinds of crazy stuff, this is going to come back. This is going to come back on me. I'm going to go to jail because – of every and, and this is good. I'm telling you, this is the stuff I hate about Twitter. Somebody's gonna tweet this podcast out. Mm-hmm. This episode now. Now I'm getting upset. Good. I'm slamming microphones. I'm gonna be the I'm one ready to go. I'm tweeting you will it be right the at the PETA account. <laughs> right at the PETA. Hey, look, look what Chris Witt said five years ago. <laughs> All right, when I, nobody listened I, to that. I hold. I hold on to it for five years. Uh, anyway, on a lighter note, I I'm I'm not a. I'm not a fan of most animals. I'm, I'm not a fan of dogs because to me it's a much, much, much bigger responsibility and hassle, quite honestly, um, than what they bring to you with love. And they, everybody talks about the unconditional love you get from your dog. I do not like that. get unconditional love from my dog. It To me, it's an animal that is incapable of it. it now, I'm not going to act like they're incapable of they know there are some smarter dogs and smarter animals had, than other things i get that. that's the truth it is i had a really good dog i love that dog to death it died but the dog <laughs> i got now i can't stand okay well don't worry because this dog's gonna die too <laughs> unfortunately now, not for like 12 years exactly unfortunately but um <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry to, now we're both going down i'm sorry to Erin if she's listening to this and i'm sorry if any of your it kids scratched ever your bicep man you're done with that that's dog. my forearm um anyway <laughs> 
I just, I've never been a dog person. I was terrified of every single dog, no matter how big or small or how, how kind back in the day. Um, when I was a kid, I'm not as, I'm still nervous around bigger dogs. I consider your dog a bigger dog, um, medium size and bigger dogs, small dogs. I'm usually okay. If they're insane and won't stop, just won't calm down ever. Yeah. And, and bite at you and nip at you and stuff like that. I, I can't stand that still. But I you just described my dog. I'm better. <laughs> no, well, no. I'll tell you, some, some weeks I walk in here and your dog is laying there and she doesn't even get up. Most weeks she comes up and sniffs me and, and tries to stick her nose inside my body. But um, <laughs> listen, Luna has got this is the best thing about my dog real quick. Funniest thing. Funniest thing. Can't stand this dog, but the funniest thing in the world is you walk in my house and her nose will be in a hole. I don't know which one it's going to be in. It might be backside, front side, in the PPO, hole, in the backside hole, in the butthole. I don't know. But she's going to get a sniff and she gets all the way into your stomach. I'm talking like she gets up in them guts. Right? She gets up in them guts. Old girl gets up. She wants to know. She don't just want to get your your scent. She wants to know what you ate last night. <laughs> she wants to know I what love, you're about I to. I love un-eat. watching. I love watching people walk in my house and she gets them from behind. Woo! <laughs> yeah. She goose them like crazy. Yep, yep. She gets me. She gets me all the time with that. But anyway, she don't mess with me because she's scared of me. Don't exactly because you beat her to death every don't, time. But you don't, but you don't, I don't do you that. Don't and do she's that. not really scared of me. That dog loves me. This, if you're what she's a little, I, you stood up from the couch when I walked in because she's not supposed to be on a couch. And she, well, she wasn't on the couch. She oh. was just all up in your business. Oh, you yeah. stood up and she like back, she like flinched. Yeah. Cause she just chewed, she just, she just chewed up the bed yesterday and oh, I got a little see, upset at her. See, that's exactly my re- – I have millions of reasons for not having a dog and thinking dogs shouldn't be pets. But most people disagree with me, so I will take the L on that and still believe what I believe. Uh, so swipe left or swipe right, beating your dog, swipe left. I don't uh, – don't beat I, your dog. I'm with you. Swipe left, don't beat your dog. Don't beat your dog. Beat your dog. Dude, don't. If you have a goldfish, punch it as many times as you I want to. Love, I don't care. Oh, that's fine. Um, no. Don't punch your goldfish either. Don't do anything to it's hurt It's going to die in the next this two is, weeks anyway. This is on the, anybody can listen to this in the whole world, so don't do anything to hurt anybody and be the nicest person in the world and just be a saint because we're all saints at heart and we never do anything wrong. Plant trees, will you? Yeah, exactly. Let's don't get on Twitter and let's get on Twitter and tell everybody how terrible they are. It was Earth Day even though sometime we're in the last six just months, as bad. I guess. All right, I'm done. That's it. I'm done talking about all this ridiculous stuff. I just wanted to try to end on halfway of a light note instead of talking about somebody who broke their kid's arm, which I'm kind of upset about if that really did happen. Yeah. All right, so next week we're going to have a ton more NBA. Maybe a preview of what our little uh, of what our special uh, bonus coverage is going to be. I think I think we're we'll going to plan that a little further this yep. week, and we'll have a little yeah, so, a little gonna, sneak peek for you. Yeah, a little sneak peek of some bonus coverage uh, on the on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Uh, we'll have a lot more baseball. Well, I don't know about a lot more, but we'll definitely come back with the triple play baseball. Maybe a swipe left, swipe right. If you are out there and you are listening, please. Uh, subscribe, comment, uh, whatever you are on platform you're on, whether it's iTunes, Apple Podcast, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Libsum, or Spotify, or iHeartRadio, or Google Play, or 
That's all the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Subscribe, like, do all that fun stuff. YouTube, that's the other one. Mm -hmm. Uh, The video will be up on YouTube uh, later tomorrow. And uh, shoot out Adam at the tweet box. At Adam Schmidt 44. And I'm at Sick With It. Now, really quickly, speaking of listeners, we have have some people who listen to this thing pretty consistently. We got to get... We got to get a couple of shout outs just just because we don't do that enough. I feel like our our regular people who are on Facebook and the people who don't jump on Facebook. But we know that listen to the to the podcast, your Ben Jarvis, Brad Ellis, your your uh, your uh, John Briggs, junior and senior, your Eric Gagnons, your Alex Coles, your. Anthony uh, Edwards, your, your Bobby Schultz, your your Bobby Joe Edwards, Leonard, Bobby Edwards, Joe Leonard, thank you, Joe Leonard, John Wright, Joe Schmidt, Joe Schmidt. Well, where were other, you going with that? I'm just, I just want to give some shout outs. To oh, the we're people just shouting that we people know, out. Yeah, that we know out. listen to the podcast Sarah, all the time. Sarah, Sarah listens all the time. Sarah Walrath, uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, we got lots of them. Uh, Dylan Myers, shout out to Dylan Myers, Jason Myers, pops. Uh, who else we got? We just shouting people out that listen Let's to the just podcast. Shout out as many people uh, out as we can. It's like of. three thousand people to to three million people a week, depending on the podcast. You just said pops. Get. Shout out to Greg Popovich for signing a new three year extension. A I new three year extension. Not only that, and for listening to for the listening podcast. to the podcast. Thanks, Pop. On that note, we'll talk to you next week. Don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>